Hi everyone and welcome to Cooking Goals. You're listening to The Cooks and here we talk to motivated people who are actually doing something, how they got to where they are and their goals for the future. The aim of this podcast is to inspire people to create goals for themselves, to push towards and surpass them. Whether it be small goals like running a four minute kilometre or big goals like owning a home, I want this space to be somewhere people can come for inspiration, to listen in on a great conversation, hopefully learn something and in the process create goals for the future. Today we talk to Steve Morley, creator of The Mate Shop and co-owner of Carmichael Lab Hub. How are you, Steve? Oh, I'm awesome. Yeah, good. Feeling fin- good. Finish your tea or are you done? Yeah, I'm done, Yeah, yeah, yeah good. I'd, we just finished a podcast for Steve's show, uh, Mate, Mate, Shop, Mate yeah. Shop Meetup, is it? Yeah, The Mate Shop, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It was a really good conversation. We had a good, good laugh and t- spoke about some really important uh, issues as well. So I think you should guys should listen to that as well and I'll, I'll post about that uh in the description of this episode as well as on uh, the socials. I'm just enjoying sitting here drinking a nice cup of tea that Steve poured for me as well. Uh, I like to start off each episode, Steve, by telling the listeners how we met. So usually I get uh, the guests to try and remember the first time uh, they met me. Uh, it's interesting when I have like someone from primary school and they go, oh, it's a while ago. Let's, <laughs> let's see how you go. And then I, you know, I've, I've got I've got my rendition in my head. Oh, radio, yeah, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure we first met with uh, you were with the Plastic Free Gold Coast Girls. Yep. In that community, that space. I think you were a bit bigger then. You were working out then a lot more. <laughs> <weren't you>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have a girlfriend, so <laughs> focus my time in the gym. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, you're part of you part of the Plastic Free Gold Coast community. For uh, sustainability and zero waste, yeah, and plastic free. So, yeah, that that was a really they're a really good community, really doing well for themselves. With yeah, their, they're killing it. Yeah. yeah, they're a really good bunch of girls. Like, and they're so nice. Yeah, and I, that's when I came here first, and I was like, I kind of got lost, and I was like, oh, look at this place. And then I walked in, and I'm like, holy shit, it's huge. Where's this event on? And it's like there's two or three things going on at once. Yeah. So it was the uh, they had like a learn to compost kind of evening. And that's when I came and I, you know, met the girls and um, he's like Italian or something. You know, the guy who talks about all the... Yes. The, yeah, yeah, him, yeah. And he was talking and they had like, you got the composters out in the um, in the front yard here at Karma. And the, the lady who makes them, she was here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It was a good evening. And like, there's so many people turning up and I just got addicted to coming here after that. Like, and I've been to a, two or three events since, since then. And uh, no, it's a great space, and it's good to see you to hear when uh, whenever I come in. It's yeah. good, yeah. Now that I'm you know working from home, I'd love to come in on a get a uh, um, a desk going one day a week or something like that. So, and I've thought about it, I honestly have, but you've only just reopened. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, after COVID, yeah, yeah, it's a creative co-working space, so you can come in and you can do hot desking. Uh, we've got the podcast room. This mm. is the the funnest room at the moment. Yeah, everybody's yeah. booking it out, and everybody's having fun. And I I love doing podcasts too. That's I'm, I'm really into it. And yeah, we we got workshops. We got permanent desks. We got our art where we do ceramics and pottery. So we got a couple of pottery wheels. I get into that, and that just takes you into another zone, your creative zone. That's fantastic. And we've we've got the kiln so we can fire everything on in house as well. Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a great environment. It's a community-based co-working space, basically, that um, helps entrepreneurs and startups. It, it helps them uh, get a get a good work ethic as well as the community that we've got. There's so many people helping each other that um, you know, there's projects going on that people are helping them with jobs or finding work or getting information and it just everybody's intertwined kind of thing with their work and it just boosts everybody's business as well as their their, their social understanding of yeah where, where they are it's fantastic it's man. so it's so cool to see like builds their network builds their happiness and it's like it's like that magic that we were talking about downstairs before it's got that that feeling when you walk in you're like yeah I like i need to be here right now i need to be able to to help this person do this or I need to help myself do this. And, yeah, it can definitely – you can see that people are achieving their stuff throughout throughout this space, so it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah, and you can feel it. Yeah, you can, honestly, 100%. Yeah. If you haven't been here, you need to come visit. Um, you can get a gin next door. You can get pizza on a Friday. You can do anything here. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Like you said, you can film podcasts. You can hang out at Steve's house. <laughs> 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 Plenty of things you can do here. It's great. Yeah, and it's um, two, two blocks from the beach. Exactly, yeah. You can even have a shower here, you know. You can have your own little phone call room as well. Yeah. You can garden. There's yeah. plenty of stuff. You can bring your dog in here, like, yeah. you can sell your art. There's plenty of stuff. It's um, it's a fantastic yeah. space. and Yeah, we've got plenty of herbs at the moment. All the rain's helping all the herbs. Yeah, out so. the back there. Yeah. In the, in the hallway. Yeah. So cool. Like, and even when, like, I've been here, well, say 10 times now maybe, and there's, I always see a new something new, mm. like a new, something new on the wall or a new room or... Uh, like you know, a new plant even, like there's always, this place is ever evolving. Yeah. And I saw something on your wall in there, uh, evolve or repeat. And I was like, oh, that's really, that's really intense. Like yeah. that's a really good two words and like they go right, you know. You yeah, pretty, even, pretty powerful, isn't it? Yeah. And you can put them backwards and go like repeat, then evolve. Like you can put them the other way as well. You know, repeat tasks until you evolve or, yeah. uh, no, it's a really good style. I really like that. And it's a cool space you got in there as well. Um, so tell the listeners about yourself, Steve. So you've spoken a little bit about karma and we'll get, you know, that'll be probably that and the mate shop will be the majority of tonight's conversation, but we want to learn about you as well. So, well, um, yeah, I'm a, a building certifier. I've got my own business and, uh, before that I was, uh, a council building inspector and before that I was a carpenter, tradesman where uh, like my father was a concreter, so I've been in the building industry all my life. And, uh, and yeah, going past, I was looking for a place to be able to get my tools out again because I've been, the majority of my work's on the laptop. I used, used to work from home and it was driving me nuts and I wanted to get my tools out and everywhere I looked for a, a house that was, you know, I'd disturb the neighbours kind of thing and I walked past this warehouse one day when I was dropping my car off to get a service and I thought, wow, that would be pretty cool. And when I found out how much it was, I went, oh, I couldn't really personally afford that. And then uh, I, I, I uh, sold some property, so I was able to have some money. And then the, uh, my accountant actually told me that uh, my other business could just lease this one as another office. So I've, I've said, yeah, I'll take that and I'll be able to live in it. So now I don't have to buy coffee, toilet paper, water. <laughs> <laughs> And I got my tools out and I renovated and fitted out this place as a co-working space. But I, ne- I never even knew what a co-working space was, to be honest. My business partner uh, pitched the idea that she wanted an office. 
and that we could uh, build build a few desks and then it would just be a co-working space where a couple of people would come in and we'd get some money back to pay the rent, basically. And then from that, it's just blown up into this fantastic community, community-based place where everybody that comes in is... Uh, well, they're impressed by the by, by the fit out kind of thing. That that's fun, but it's the feeling of everybody talk, talking to each other and collaborating, and that, that's what we we're talking about before. That that feeling is um, is so much. I don't know. It just gives you great happiness inside. It fills your soul, man. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's exactly what you said. There is it, f- feeling and fueling the soul as well to continue to to do more of it. It's an addiction coming in here and you go, like, I've just learned so much. And, you know, you have a productive day and you can share that with others. And, you know, you can, like we talked earlier on your show, like, you know, fulfilling your goals and then making new ones. Don't just stop there. Like, what else can you achieve? You know? mm. And it's really cool to see. Like, and you'd, you'd notice it yourself, you know, with people coming in with one idea mm. and then completely pivoting or changing or evolving or growing yeah. with their business or their venture so it's really cool yeah the um the, mo- the most important thing i thought was uh, that when i find when i decided to take this place like i saw the unit upstairs and went yeah this is, that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna take this now that i made that feeling with my i made that decision with my heart i didn't i didn't really do the numbers like i asked my accountant about how how i would do it and then said i oh, just do it like that and then that's it there's no, there's no stopping me now i didn't worry about how how much it costs down the track for uh, you know the fit out or anything else, it was just a decision from my heart to say yes, and the reward is so much better than making money from property or anything like that. It's oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and what you've written on the wall downstairs, uh, sown. Can you say that? I, I can never remember it. Uh, good is sown, good is collected. So you've sewn this place together with your two hands, <laughs> and now you're just collecting it. It's like it's <laughs> just building up and up and up, and it will never, it will never stop. It's that's really, right. Yeah. We've sown sown the seeds for community, and it's it's uh, growing a community yeah, as it's well. A, it's it's amazing. fantastic. Yeah, thanks, and man. So how did you like? Obviously, you made that decision with your heart, but so how did karma itself come about? So you'd met, you know, I've got a million things to ask. You know, we've got pizza Fridays. We've got, you know. How many residents do you have? We've got, you know, the general idea of co-working. Like you said, you didn't even know about it. You know, furniture's come from Melbourne, things like that. So I guess where it all started, like obviously it started with you. So you just had the shop working downstairs and your unit. Is that it? And no no desk, no nothing? No, that's it. Yeah, it was totally empty. Mm. Yeah, so uh, we looked at a, f- uh, a few co-working spaces on, on the internet and compared them. It, it just grew organically. It was supposed to be just a couple of desks, like up in the office, where people could rent their desk, and a couple downstairs. And then we uh, decided on bench seats, and I created those bench seats with and made the iron go rusty. It was brand new iron, and recycled that and made it look rusty. And uh, we went down to Melbourne just to find a few knickknacks kind of thing, and ended up buying the car table, which was a which is made from a car chassis from a, a Jaguar. Yeah, a 1950 Jaguar Mark II, apparently. It's awesome. A <laughs> uh, bit of a story about that too. Yeah, we uh, found that on top of a uh, shipping container in a second-hand builder's yard. Oh wow! It had been sitting there for 18 months. It was from a restaurant in Melbourne, and uh, we we couldn't get it delivered up here through a car courier. We just thought it'd be a cheap shipping through a car courier, but mm. they wouldn't touch it because it's got no brakes or steering. 
because oh. <laughs> it's got a table built around it. And the guy uh, that we ended up getting was an antique car dealer that uh, delivers cars all up and down the East Coast. And he's delivered it and he's uh, taken it off the back of his truck and he goes, mate, this is the first table I've ever delivered in my life. Because <laughs> all I do is deliver cars. But it's the best fucking table I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the first thing you see when you walk in the door as well. Like yeah. It takes the whole room by storm. And people yeah. don't realise. Like I'm just sitting around a table and they kind of get down. Yeah. See, it's got wheels and <laughs> it's quite large. And they go, oh, shit. There's an engine. Yeah, sitting in the motor. <laughs> it's awesome. And so, yeah, going down there and collecting that stuff. So that's that's amazing. What, what made you decide to go do that? Oh, it's just uh, the Gold Coast doesn't really have that... Um, that heritage kind of thing to get to have access to that uh, to the secondhand recycling men- like mentality really. There's only I think there's only really one one or two secondhand builders that basically collect one one of them only basically collects aluminium kind of things and it, that's not very good for for being creative with or anything like that. Mm. So yeah, it's um it, it's probably expensive. On the Gold Coast, because there's a lot more, there's a lot more older, older houses and more, more heritage in Melbourne. It's more available. Yeah, they have a huge warehouses where all their secondhand goods are owned by stalls, and they just break it up into ten meters, ten square meters of each stall, and you you walk past each stall and say, right, I got this from stall twenty five, and this one from stall three or whatever, and they're the people that uh, just share the space. They pay the rent for the space, so it's it's basically a little co working. Space for you know, selling secondhand furniture. Yeah, and yeah, so you're not buying from one store. It's it's all different, um, all different sellers where they just fill up their stalls and you buy it that way, and you can ring them up and barter with them and everything like that. Yeah, That's, wow. Yeah. And you got you got a traffic light as well, is it, or a train? Yeah, they're tram lights. Tram light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Even those, I. I had some wires hanging out the back of it, and I thought, I wonder if these will actually work because we only bought them for decoration. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. The wires were hanging out the back. I got a D-sized battery and put the wires together, and bing! I went, oh no, <laughs> it actually works. How's this? Yeah, uh, that's awesome. So I got the Sparky to wire them up, and they they just plug in and turn on. Yeah, this whole place plugs in, it plugs into your, <laughs> plugs into the floor, plugs into your computer, plugs into your soul. It's 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 amazing. It's yeah. it's really cool what it's turned into. You know, it's like you said, to think of from what it was at the start. To yeah, empty shell, yeah. To what it looks like now. Yeah. And it's a bonus actually finding that stuff in Melbourne. It's all secondhand. It's all, it all just would have probably ended up in like landfill or something like that. So yeah, definitely. Re- reusing anything that's old and, and upcycling it, like even the table that we're at now, we've we've taken the top of that and we've put on secondhand flooring. Mm. And everyone's so much more impressed with the secondhand flooring than what they were with the brand new Oh yeah, chipboard. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and you you can feel it, and you're like, oh, how, how's this? Like, it's like you're on a deck, at like a pool party. Like, <laughs> you just you just doing a podcast. <laughs> it's amazing, and like this whole place has got so much upcycling involved with it. Like, the, it was obviously the plants, the you know all the lights, um, just the general design of like all the. You know, obviously, you got that rust effect and things like that. Like, it's 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 all really cool to see. Um, and something I'd like to get into with my you know my own. You know, I guess future loft or household style to you know more more so of an upcycling than a brand new. And you have a story behind things. You know, oh, we got this you know table from here. We got we built that chair and even yeah. the, those things that you build with the the comics on the front, like the way you do that. Um, the yeah, the decoupage, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's something everyone that they're not. That. Yeah, not everyone has. And yeah. rather than just having the standard Kmart, 
you know, fold up chair that yeah. everyone's got in their house on the Gold Coast. Have, yeah. a, have a car for a table. Yeah, exactly right there. It's um, it's it's recycling. It's reusing it. It's upcycling it, and it's great fun doing it. And uh, yeah, and it gives so much more character than anything brand new. You, you can never buy that character. It's actually got to be in in it. Yeah, and it inspires that creation that you're speaking about as well. Like to have that side. I think I think everyone does have one. It's a bit about finding it. You know, like I didn't think I was a very creative person. And then once you added the rigid education system, like high school and university, you can be like, well, mm. I, can, I can build outside these walls of my own head. Yeah, um, 100%. And, yeah. yeah. And so how, how did Candice come about? So did you did you meet Candice somewhere or? Yeah, we met, um, I was, uh, she used to be a debt collector. Oh. So I was actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was chasing some money and uh, she was about the, the, only, the only person that actually called me back. Mm. And uh, yeah, got to know her through that, and just started talking about uh, you know looking for somewhere to upcycle. She was into that as well. She was looking for an office as well. So this is an office, like a commercial property as well. So everything just sort of synced. Yeah, it was karma. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, hence the name, man. It's like everything. Just even even little things just happen here. That just. Everything works out perfect in here. I've, I've, even while I was doing the fit out, I get I get a board and there's a uh, there's a shelf bracket that was left on the wall, and I'll say, oh, I want to put a sheet on that. I'll have to I'll have to take that shelf bracket off and move it. And I'll just try it and see where it fits. And bang, it actually fit perfect without even cutting it, without taking off the bracket, and just all these little things just happen that just synchronize with everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty magical. Yeah, man. it is magical. It's amazing to to hear and to and to see the outcome of what. You know, those yeah. little magical moments can do, you know, like putting floorboards on a table or you know, having a soundproof podcast room or having a piece of artwork downstairs like that or the shelf racking or even the little unit you've got. Like, it's just fantastic in there. It's, it's not little either. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty blessed with uh, the way things have worked out because cause I just said yes with my heart and went, yeah, I'm going to go for this. And it's just grown so, so, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's organic's a nice word for it, but it's it's more soulful, mm. and and, it, and it's grown from like both both of us working together. I, I do all the practical stuff and uh, build build and uh, and put the put the feel into the the actual space. But the the main part is all the people, and Candace brings in all those people that uh, they're just so nice. Like I've been in the building industry for like all my life, so that's. Like, Forty years. I still am in the building industry doing regu- regulatory stuff. Mm. But uh, yeah, once we open this place, it's only been open for eighteen months now. But once we open this, I found out there were nice people in the world because being in the building industry, I wasn't exposed to nice people at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a killer world in yeah. the in the building industry. It's yeah. um, yeah, it, it's not it's not good for the guy's health, mental health as well. It's, no, yeah, and you know that's what comes. From what you do now as well. Yeah, it's so good for my soul as well, for meeting nice people, constantly meeting new people, finding out uh, you know, their life stories and, and them sharing their stories as well. This podcast room is like one of the best investments I've, I've ever made in my life. Yeah, wow. Like into my soul. Yeah, that's it's, amazing. It's not a monetary thing. It's, a, it's, it's for the soul. Yeah, and people will even look at that. They say, well, that must have cost, you know, X amount of dollars. And it's like, it's not about the money. It's what, like you said, you, you're focusing on more things that you can use, things that you can do. Yeah. like Things that make you feel good. Yeah. 
I yeah. don't want I don't want stuff anymore. No. I, I want a space where I can sit down and have a chat with someone and have a laugh. Yeah. And share a story and and get something out of it and just yeah. And that's a big part of I think even why I started a podcast is having you know, you take photos of things. Think about that. You, you look back on photos, but you can't really look back on conversations. And mm. so having like a podcast is a really good way to do that. Yeah. Like, oh, what was that? What did he say? Or what did I learn from that person when we had that conversation? Or Because some guests I might not never see again, you know. They're some, they come on the podcast and you, you do your show and that's it. And you can still have that recording of, you know, what you were doing at the time and yeah. what they were doing. And yeah. it's a good way to do it. And so what made you like – I'll just – with the you know the heartful decision, had you made decisions with your heart before? No, I don't think I had. Maybe the like uh, I, I was separated from a marriage. There was a few things there, like the the decision to get married, the decision to have children, and and try and look after them as best I can, kind of thing. All all those decisions were from the heart, the the basic ones, but never never a never a, a life. A life decision for myself. I feel like uh, this is like the biggest epiphany kind of thing for me. Is that um, now that I'm involved with so many other people and like I'm so happy in myself in my soul that I find, um, yeah, it, it's it's liberating kind of thing to to be able to meet new people all the time and be sociable and uh, get that. It's a different feeling. It's hard to describe when you have someone, like even when we have a, uh, a meeting with someone or a, a group of guys for the men's group that I'm in, it, um, when, when someone takes something away from that and they're smiling and they're laughing and they, they had a great night, it's, it's so rewarding to yourself. There's a bit of pride in there, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what you can, you know, I look at it like, you know, Monday to Sunday, right? Every day's the same it's just got a different name like if you can do something like a group or a, a club or something that people can look forward to to do you know once a week or twice a week or to hear from steve the boss of the you know of the of the group and to be involved in something to be able to learn is a huge part of like having mates being having yeah. a friendship you know having similar things to talk about and something that you mentioned like meeting people like even now me, I'm only 24, but like meeting people is a lot harder than when you're in school or you're in an environment where you can have the ability to interact with others. And like you being here, you'd meet, you have the possibility to meet whoever, whoever walks through the door. Yeah, and that's a good opportunity for you to. Yeah, but being in the building industry too, because I was a building inspector, you just sort of, you don't get spoken to that much as well. You're not very sociable, but yeah, when, when, uh, when, when men, I'm, I'm still learning that, uh, that men are so different in a, in in meeting people and uh, getting to know their stories. You, you'll see at a networking event, you'll see that the women just automatically click together and they're all talking about the same thing. They're all on the same page. They're forming communities. They're friends, and the guy the guys sort of hang back and 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 not fully get involved in the community. And that that's what I'm learning to do now is is to try and fight that because the way we were brought up in my generation. Mm. Was that you have to be, you know, the alpha male. You got to be the man. You know, you got to stand up, and you don't show emotions and things like that. And, and a lot of the workshops now are, are talking about your emotions, so it's hard to actually, you know, relate to that because yeah. you haven't been taught how to deal with your emotions or how to express your emotions yeah. and that kind of thing. So, 
yeah, it's been so enlightening for me. I'm loving every 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 single minute of it, mate. Yeah, well, we'll move on to that then. Like, so tell us about the mate shop. Like, talk about that for a moment. So, what what spawned that? Well, it was it was uh, mainly born uh, from karma because a lot of the workshops that we did were so female focused. There would be ninety five percent every every workshop would be ninety five percent female, mm. and there was nothing for social guys like. Uh, for a community for guys just to be sociable and form a community. And we do have a, uh, a charity that we're uh, trying to uh, raise money for, a fundraiser, that's a Destiny Rescue. So uh, that's a fundraiser to help children and hum- to stop human trafficking, basically. So we've got a common cause there. And it's, it's a totally different dynamic when you have a networking event that's basically all men as well. The men are more relaxed and more uh, communicative. And, and uh, you can talk more about your emotions with other guys than what you can when there's women in the room. It's it's a strange dynamic. I, 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 all the guys in the mate shop and that agree. It's um yeah. You'd, you'd think with men being having partner having female partners, most of them have female partners that they'd be able to uh, like talk about that and express that. But when when it's just all men, it, it's a lot easier for guys to be able to talk about that how they feel. And what what they think their role is, and how they struggle with you know, their own their own self kind of thing. So, and then even you have someone on the other side of the person who's talking about their feelings or emotions, who is a man, to come back and retaliate, like come back with something who's oh, I can relate to that, you know, because yeah. I'm a man. That's right. Well. Yeah, and he yeah. might not. They if they have they don't have those um, those male friends or mentors or pe- people in their life, they can't have that you know because you know everyone has their everyone has their boys and everyone has you know the girls and you go separately and hang out with your friends and stuff but the separate part of that is just that little bit of past when you can what you can talk about with partners and you know friends and parents it's all about like you said opening up that's right yeah even even mates that you meet like uh if you meet mates in a different environment, when you meet uh, when you meet guys in a men's group that is for talking about men, then you've got a different attitude towards them as what you would against your mates that you hang out with all the time and you know have fun with kind of things. Because you you've got a different agenda with the, with those guys. That w- when you come to a men's group and and you know you're up for that, yeah, you're more willing to actually talk talk and listen. And I can't believe that. Um, when we do get guys in to talk about what they've been through and how they've dealt with like stressful, stressful events in their life and everything, all the guys just sit there and listen, and they're getting so much out of that sharing kind of thing. It's it's invaluable, really. And men get a lot of shit for not listening, but we do listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, 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 in that environment, I, I think we all tend to listen a bit more. Yeah. That's what we're there for, and and that's how they get so much more out of it as well. It's fantastic, mate. I just fucking I yeah, love it. Yeah, it's gone. And so what I usually do with this type of, you know, when I'm learning about someone's, uh, I guess, passion, I, what I like to run through is kind of like a story. It's like the five W's. So like who, what, when, where, why, and then how. Like So if you can answer each one of those questions about the mate shop, so, you know, who's involved, what's it about, what, you know, what do you do, when do you do it, why, how. So if you want to take us through those. Yeah, so uh, we have, well, before COVID, we used to have monthly meetings 
where uh, we'd get a special speaker. A spe- uh, some of the speakers would be guys that have gone through trauma or guys that have uh, that are doing really good things for the community. We've had uh, one guy that used to be in bikey gangs and he was like heavily into the hard drugs and substance abuse constantly. He actually got shot on a funeral run on his motorbike. He's riding past the, the rival gangs, knew where he was coming past. He was with five other guys on Harleys. They pulled out a gun and, and shot him. And he drove another one and a half kilometres back to the the meeting club for the guys that fell off his bike. And by the time the ambulance got there, they pronounced him dead. So they brought him back to life Jeez. there. And then it took him another, he was saying that it took him another three or four years before he actually realised that he, he'd have to get out of that life because it was going to kill him. So not only was he killed once already, mm. But it still took him another three or four years of more substance abuse and struggle and dealing dealing with his own issues before he uh, could get out of that. And now he's actually been uh, asked by the government to put forward his idea of changes to the juvenile detention system. So now he's, he's helping other guys steer away from all that kind of stuff. And from someone, he does spiritual healing and soul healing and sound healing and things like that now. And uh, he takes... Uh, groups of, well, before COVID, I think he was taking groups of groups of guys to go on retreats and have some kind of initiation process because the men. What we've found in like Western culture, there's no actual initiation process for men. Usually, usually in Australia, you turn 18, you get blind drunk, you throw up, and you're a man. That's that's basically our culture. That's that, that's the way I was brought up as well. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and he's trying to change that. He's trying to uh, change the juvenile detention system to keep to keep juveniles out of centres, or even change the way the ones that do go in, you know, their attitude towards life and that as well. So he's doing really well. There's stories like that. There's other guys that have been in prison and they've got stories about their their life and how they're making the most of it. And there's a couple of guys in there that are actually um, really successful podcasters now telling their story about how uh, how they ended up in prison, what they went through in prison, and now how, they're, uh, how, how they were dealt with after they came out in prison. So one of, the, one of the pivot points in that story too was that they weren't getting anywhere. Everyone was discriminating them against them when they lied about where they came from and what's happened to them. And now that uh, they've they've taken full control and said, well, my choices made me end up in prison. And yes, I was in prison. And as soon as they meet someone and they say, oh, what do you do? And they, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. And because I went to prison for this and I've, I'm doing that. And, and they own that now. And there's no discrimination. They go, oh, yeah, you've got a bit of a story and people are interested in that now. Mm. Whereas if they tried to hide it and, and lie about their past. Who they are. Uh, yeah, they're lying about who they are. So, yeah. There's a few good stories about that, and all those stories, the guy, the other guys that are listening, can always take something away. We even had one um, uh, a speaker from Melbourne at the last meeting. He was talking about the hardest thing. He does a, a full twelve month course about being a a better man, and basically going through the process of what, uh, or some of the processes that knights used to go through to be knighted by the queen and king or whatever. And he's he's spoken about a hundred percent responsibility. How you take a hundred percent responsibility of where you are 
right now and what you used to do that's where that's where you've ended up and now you've got a choice of where you can go and follow a different path with your choices and that's so powerful when, when you can do that I've, I've only had a few little moments of of that in my life where i've gone right well, normally i would in a situation lose it or uh, yeah be angry at something and react emotionally whereas i've, I've taken a hundred percent responsibility of well i've put myself in this position it, it's i, I got to respect anyone else's choices I, I can't change their mind or i just got to respect that and move on and mm. And it's so empowering to be able to do that without yeah. without losing it, without uh, yeah, being out of control kind of thing. And even like in the like you said in the past, like you can't you can't do anything about what you did in the past now. Yeah. And it's like you but you have the choice to either change that from where you go forward or to stay in the same position. Yeah. And so that's hugely powerful, I think, as well, to realise that well that's what I used to be, that's what I used to do, and it's okay for me to accept that. Because at that time that was the perfect thing for me to do. Yeah. And now it's not for me anymore. And I realise this. I've learnt something through that experience, and let's let's push forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's fantastic. So that, that's what we do in the mate shop. I've I've probably gone off track a bit there. Ah, no, that's it? good. It's good. <laughs> uh, it's perfect conversation is what we want. Yeah. So what was that? What was the other part? So there's, yeah, there's two. So, there's, we've got um, we've got eighty four members on the Facebook. Oh wow, group. that's awesome. Yeah, that's so, so good. That's growing all the time, and uh, yeah, we, we've got a social. Our socials are always getting updated. We're always looking for like inspiration to sp- to share and spread. Other guys have been doing that as well. We've got the podcast. We've got Mate Shop podcast. We've launched about nine episodes so far. They're they're available. You'll be able to check them out on uh, Nathan Spiel about yeah having a, having a chat with Steve Morley. Yeah, yeah, I'll be on there. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good fun. We've, we've it. also just started a YouTube channel. Oh, you have? Wow. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So uh, we've got a we've got a, a couple of guys that you know good with the camera and uh yeah following us around stories uh fixing cars going surfing doing all the mate shot like stuff that mates do together yeah kind of thing yeah so it's all about just uh positive outcomes and keeping busy and fixing things we love to fix things so there's, there's stories about that on the youtube channel there's um yeah it's great fun it's it's just about enjoying being a guy man yeah it's great yeah, it's and like having fun is something that you sh- shouldn't lose sight of. Like I'm reading a book at the moment, and he said last night in the book, and he's, you know, he said something similar. Like you can't, like obviously you lo- you can never get your childhood back. Like the fun that you used to have and the the carefree attitude because you were just a kid. You're just doing what you were doing, mm-hmm. and it's like now it's, you know, work and do this and be here at this time. And it's like well, employ those the thought of, you know, play or having fun into that lifestyle and you're going to be so much better off. Like doing, like you said, you know, meeting people, having conversations, going surfing, like there's so much out there compared to what's in front of you on the computer screen, you know. So Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Huge amount. Yeah, that's my, my father's a bit of an inspiration for that too. He's always so positive about what he's doing and what he can do. He's just – he. we had this conversation earlier this year actually about uh, – how you think? And he goes, well, like he's obviously a lot older than me. And he goes, oh, I don't think any differently from when I was 21. He goes, neither do I. We're all still 21. And yeah, it was a bit of a uh, bit of too much fun on that weekend. But <laughs> 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 we might we might save that later. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to hear it now? No? no, it's up to you if you want to share. Yeah. So yeah, that was when I used to drink alcohol. <laughs> 
Australian tradition. Yeah, that, that, that tradition, yeah. And there was uh, excess, an excess amount of alcohol drunk and uh, my, my dad ended up in hospital. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> every every story's good. Yeah, the knock on the head and then the, the bladder dehydrated and then he's got those um, those downstairs problems kind of thing. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a big weekend that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing went to plan. No, that's like a, could be like a pilot episode for a TV <laughs> yeah. show. Like, put that on the YouTube channel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get some actors going, that's good. That's, that is a big weekend. No, yeah. I've never had the... Um, Pleasure of going that far into the drink, but <laughs> ended, no. up, ended up in hospital. Yeah, no, it was a life lesson actually for all of us. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah, that's huge. What did you, you learn? Oh, that, um, well, ba- basically that you don't need the alcohol to have have the fun. Really, we, mm. we, we could have gone that whole weekend without any alcohol whatsoever, mm. and probably had more fun because. That weekend, the father, my dad was in hospital. Yeah, no, <laughs> the rest of the weekend. Yeah, more danger than fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, so you you run the main shop, so you're the you know the man behind yeah, the I'm, mic. Yeah, yeah, I'm the founder of the the men's group. We've yeah. got uh, four, well, three other uh, board members. Mm. Is uh, Blake Foster, Rob Stevenson, and uh, Bernard Shockman. They're all great guys. And uh, yeah, we we try and. Uh, before COVID, we were pushing to have some social events in between the meetups. Uh, we're all sharing the, the load with the trying to get speakers and and with the social media kind of thing to to get the word out there. We're actually getting some merch soon. So oh, cool! Yeah, Nathan, Nathan will be wearing a mate shop hoodie yeah, soon. That's it. <laughs> down in Melbourne, I'll be sharing it down there. Hundred percent. You'll need a hoodie down there. Yeah. That's cool. And how do you find that process of sharing, you know, sharing oh, your yeah. vision or sharing your passion? There's nothing like it. I've never experienced it in my life. Mm. I, I, I never understood it. I was probably you know, very, very meager with giving to charity or sharing my time. I, I used to always think stuff was better. I used to like, looking looking after my family. I was always trying to improve. Like uh, I've had the big house. I've had all the toys, the big car. The big, you know, the pool, the the property, it just doesn't fulfil you. If you can't fill it with people, and if you can't share that with people, it's pointless. Mm. We had this huge house with four people in it that lived in it, and we didn't invite anyone around to have social functions or parties or mm. anything. It was just the four of us living in the huge house. Yeah, and it takes. It also takes, and like same thing. Like you wouldn't have learned that without doing it either. Yeah, you know? that's right. Like yeah, you yeah. had to get to that stage or to that place to be like, oh, well, actually this, it's like fulfilling a goal. Cool, I've got the house, I've got the car. What's next? And it's like, well, then you realise all well, those things don't, you know, fulfil, like you said, they don't fu- that the, they don't fulfil your passion or your, no. they don't change what you do. No. It just gets you somewhere from A to B quicker. And it look, uh, when people drive past, they go, "Oh, it's a night. He's got a big roof." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, they just like, and they forget about it twenty seconds later. That's right. They yeah. go to worry about their own life. That's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you should definitely be doing things for yourself and to fulfill and have experience like, compared yes. to trying to one up someone. Yeah, I think yeah, experience is a, a hell of a lot better than uh, stuff. Mm. That's that's the biggest lesson I've learned, and it's it's taken me a while, but yeah. Thinking, thinking that um, another thing I used to think too was like uh, stay, being stayed, stay being married, having kids, and having all that stuff. I th- I thought I was making my parents proud, mm. and it wasn't until I separated 
that they said, well, it's about time you've you've done that because we, we didn't think you were happy. We could tell you weren't happy. That's why like, we, we lost contact with them. While, while I was married, I, I, I lost a lot of contact with my fa- immediate family. Mm. And then when I separated, they said, well, we didn't, we didn't think you were happy there anyway and it's taken you a while, but now you can... And you can live your life, and they're more proud of me now than when I had all the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah, it's crazy. And because they're just—that's yeah. exactly what you said. They're proud of you. Yeah, like they're not proud of the things that's you right, have. Yeah. They're not proud of the the um yeah. the and possessions. It, they're proud of what you do. Yeah. And it was—it was a bit of my fear that I'd disappoint them that I I held on to the marriage for a while. Mm. And it was uh, I was holding on to the relationship for the wrong reasons. I'd always like if we had a fight, I'd leave, and then I'd go back. It was either for the kids. Or she contacted my mother or father, and they they were upset, mm. yeah, kind of thing. And and me, me not very communicative. I, I wouldn't even check that kind of thing. I, I'd, I'd say, yeah, well, yeah, I, I think I do have to go back for another reason. It was never for myself. It was never for the relationship. And when that triggered inside me, I thought, well, that's it's time to leave. Yeah, that's a huge like. Like congratulations on like learning that in that time as well. Like, like yeah, wanting thanks, to man. wanting to do that for yourself. You like you you think well I've got this I've got all this stuff. It might just be if I can just roll my eyes and keep the peace. There's mm. no problems, right? There's no yes. there's no this there's no there's no breakup. There's no, you know no yeah. fighting, no tears, no emotion. And it's like well I can't not be happy. Like that's you know that's kind of one of the bigger goals that are out there for everyone talks about. And I'm glad, you know, you came to, to be yeah. where you are now. Yeah, you know? Thanks, man. No, it's really cool to see. And it, like, obviously, you know, things, you never want things to end and that type of stuff at, at the time. But if it's the right decision to make and. Yeah, 100% you, it was the right decision. I wouldn't have met, I wouldn't have met Nathan Cook. Yeah, correct. If I didn't do that. Yeah, Steve Morley. So, yeah. so it's all worthwhile. That's right, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, brother. Man, That's, yeah. It. That's the way. <laughs> And so when it came in your head to have this, you know, the mate shop, you know, that's like the, the how. So did you, what did you do to create it? Or did you just say to people, hey, this is what I'm doing now? Yeah, I want to start a men's group. Started yeah. talking to the guys that were uh, coming into the co-working space. Started spreading the word uh, through social media. And we're, we're only still just, we haven't even got a website up yet, but we're working on that as well. And it was basically to to get other guys in to share their stories as well. I didn't realise the value of it until like the first meeting was just so fantastic and fulfilling. Mm. I I couldn't believe that uh, like from other networking events. We had so many other networking events here that were all uh, either multi-gender or uh, basically all female. There was so many that were saying, no, it's it's female only. It's female only. Mm. Probably, you know, 15, 20%. Of, our of all events, yeah. events were just no. It's it's female only. Men weren't even invited, kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, just just that. Um, not not to say I told you so, but just to say, well, what are what are guys doing then? Why? Yeah, yeah. While they while their their partners are going to female only groups and talking about all their issues and how to deal with men better and everything else, the the, the poor guys sitting at home by himself going, oh, let's yeah, they get they get to learn more about communicating. They get to learn more about their emotions and things like that. So let's have a group and and do the same thing, and yeah. let's and let's form a community where we can actually actually like help a charity or yeah have a social event that's that one that one guy might just say, well, you know, 
I'm not going to top myself now. It's, it's not yeah. that drastic. No, I'm, but it's true though. I'm going to be happier now. Yeah. That I've I've found a group of guys that uh, I, I can talk about. Yeah, talk hang things. hang with. Yeah. You know, do stuff like that's right. With a group of 84 members, you don't know who's going to meet who. And you know, like yeah. some people like to do things by themselves, and they don't realize that they actually like to do things with others more. Like go to the gym. I need a gym buddy. It's like, oh, who's in the men's group? You know, yeah, post on the men's group. You know, yeah. I go to this gym. You know, we've got a three month membership for. Uh, if I sign up a friend, who's keen to come hang out and lift some weights? Yeah. Oh, yep, yeah, I'm keen to do that. Bang, friendship. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? That's what those groups are for as well. Not yeah. just to learn, you know, some relationship advice or hear a nice uh, or a tough story that someone's gone through, but to yeah. make connections yourself. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And 100%. have you have you gotten up and like? Chat chat to the guys and stuff before, like, uh, have you been the, yeah, the the main show? No, not really. No, I mm. haven't done that yet. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I, I run the meetings. I'm the MC kind of thing, and uh, and part of it too is um, it's helping me a lot uh, facing my fears. Cause I was I was shit scared of public speaking, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I, I, at, at some of the the actual karma events, I, I avoided public speaking at all costs kind of thing. So, yeah, it, it, it's helping me face my fear with public speaking. It's helping it's helping karma yeah, by me by me being able to talk a bit better with public speaking and things like that. And yeah. it's facing that fear and actually doing it because you, you, your thoughts of what, of what you think is going to happen are nothing like reality. And then when you do get up there and you face it, you go, fuck, that wasn't that bad after all. Yeah. It's, it's done. It's like, it's like a band-aid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's the same as like starting a business. You'll you'll get up there, you'll you'll be scared, you'll you find all the negatives. But as soon as you search for the positives and implement the positives and then pat yourself on the back for all the positives, mm. you'll you'll start changing your attitude to everything. So And then things you'll you'll attract things through appearing yeah. that way. Not you're trying to make any not make yourself look good in front of others, but like if you just physically are happy and strong and confident in yourself, people are going to be drawn to that. Yeah. And the universe changes for you. Yeah. It starts changing. It, Doors it, open up. Yeah. And things happen like karma happens. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like oh. this place and karma. Yeah. <laughs> Two separate things, yeah. <laughs> like people call this place karma as a, a, uh, a nickname, but like what Steve's saying is completely true. That's right. Yeah. You good just get good karma. Me- yeah, good karma happens here all the time. It's it's fantastic. I, uh, I'm i not a big fan of public speaking either. Like it's... It's scary. Like I, I sweat and I shake, and it's like, oh, geez. It's like, but when you when you know your stuff, it's good to be able to share that. And I'm sure all those guys up there at your previous meetings are like, shit. These, I just got a bunch of, you know, guys who don't even know me looking at me, listening to me be in prison, or I got shot. You know, that's quite a big life changing story that's happened to them, and they're able to share that, which is which is great. So. I think you'd have lots of stuff to share up there, Steve. I think you should get up, and uh, yeah, we might go fortnightly meetings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> chat, chat, chat to the guys, and that, that, yeah. with eighty-four members, you know, that, that's fantastic. That's so good. Uh, thanks, mate. Um, just an advice on that, then. So, like, I I miss my friends quite a bit. You know, I don't. I find it very difficult to keep in contact. You know, like being on the technology and the phone, super useful, but it's not that. Like you said, coming in person and meeting at a group. So what would you like, you know, recommend for me to do to, you know, get back in touch with my friends? And it's just, I, th- I think the, the limiter is, like, I don't necessarily do the same activities, you know, as them. Like, I don't drink a lot of beers anymore. Mm. Um, and that's Maybe. kind of their, 
it's kind of like their pastime on the weekend. You know, they're still doing the what we did when we were eighteen. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of I'm out of that. So how can I? What do you think? Oh, it's um probably probably go go with a solution. Find find something that y- you could both both enjoy. And I think yeah, it, it, it's always hard to find agreement on on social activities. That, that's one of the things that happens in the men's group as well. Is every single person wants to do something different. But if uh, yeah, if you just uh, organise something and and get them, it's 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 uh, offering them something so that they'll get out of it. Mm. So rather than just say, "I'll just come out of my place and we'll have a chat," kind of thing. It's like, oh, I want to. Uh, I want to talk about how we, how, how your uh, relationships going, or how how you how you want to improve your business or something like that. Let's talk about it. Let's do a brainstorm and, and show interest in what they're doing as well. Yeah, by listening, hmm. and then yeah, go from there. Yeah, go, go from there. It just yeah, it it does seem to grow if you put the time out to to listen to what they're doing or, and how they feel about things like that. Then you can have a bit of input for them, and then say you can throw ideas at them and. And people love, like guys, love fixing fixing things as well. Yeah. <laughs> All problem solvers, hey. Yeah, yeah we are We're experts on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I can put my hand up for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I'll definitely use that strategy. Like, a, it's nice to um, have, still have those connections. You know, like my, my group used to be quite big, and now it's quite small. You know, mum, dad, and my partner, and then I just kind of. Hit up people for the podcast, but, <laughs> but I want to, you know, continue to grow that that circle. So now I definitely take interest into what they're doing. You could always come to the mate shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I was keen to come on Tuesday, but I, I'm at the moment. I'm still even. I like. I'm not an anxious person at all. But when I, I went out to Bunnings like a few weekends ago, when the restrictions were lifted, and I was like freaking out. Really? Because like, no one was like obeying the rules. And you know, I told you a bit before about Pete. At PE class, yes. no one obeying the rules. Yes, and I'm like, you're a rules man. Yeah, like, like I, like I don't, I don't pay the, uh, uh, the parking meter when I park in Burley, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, but bigger rules, you know, like you know, stay away from me to to live. I'm like, man, I, you got to obey that shit. Mm. And that was like, I found that. So I'm just, I would have come, but I'm just staying back a little bit from the more physical stuff at the moment. Mm. Um, but I'm keen to come to the next one. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Is um. It's just yeah, the way you the way you've been brought up, kind of thing is is um it, it helps you with control when you've got a lot of rules. I think mm. yeah, so systems and stuff in place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so and that's like with your higher values, and then also saying, well, you know, actually, I don't do that. Like like you saying, yeah, drinking. standing up for yourself. Yeah, yeah, like people, and it's not like and I read a I read a book by a dietitian. She's the dietitian for Hawthorne. Simone Austin, and she says, you know, it's okay to just to say no, mm. to have a firm no. Like, oh, hey, man, come for a couple of beers. Yeah, I'll come, but I'm just going to drink water. Yeah. Or I'm going to have a Coke. And they're like, what? What's going on? It's like, I don't drink. Oh. Well, I'm quite surprised, actually, because I've been – I haven't I'm, – I'm doing like a program kind of thing. Mm. And when I say I'm not having a drink, everyone just says, oh, yeah, okay, no worries. It's, that um, is surprising, yeah. I yeah. thought – and did you yeah. – And you, I had this fear in my head that I wouldn't be able to do it mm. because – other guys would say, "Oh no, come on, have a beer." But they respect you when you do say no. Mm. I'm, I'm finding personally that uh, they're going, "Oh yeah, no worries, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's good, good on you, man. That's yeah. great." And if you let, if you let, like you said, if you let people listen and let them into your life, they're going to support you. Like it's the same thing as when I'm talking to people who want to lose weight, and they go, "Oh, 
like, but I just, I struggle at, you know, work functions and then it's like, well, just say, you know, you're at work. Hey, Samantha, like I'm actually trying to lose weight, so I'm not going to have any cake today. Mm. Sorry. I know it's your birthday and it's nice to share, but it's, it's not aligning with my personal mm. interests. And they're like, oh, great work. You know, yeah. good on you. I'll support you. I'll help you. Yeah. You know, and then they'll, they'll come on board rather than you yeah, know, that's spit right, in yeah. your face if they're, if they're a true friend. Yeah, know. exactly right. And yeah. and that, that little, we are talking about that before in, uh, both our podcasts, mm. basically, that, that little bit of encouragement goes a long way, man. Oh, huge! Just just to say, oh, good on you. Yeah, well done. And it, and it it does like, and we can talk. Yeah, we can touch on it again. Like, it's a huge part of being successful. A lot of, a lot of the stuff that people do is to get recognition, you know. And it's nice to have that. And even if you don't do things for recognition, it's nice for people to take notice out of because everyone's so self absorbed. I am. I know I am. But if I can take five minutes out of my day to help someone else. And they they're going to be appreciative, like or appreciative, you know, yeah, uh, no it, matter it, what it is. It goes back to to my father and that again. He's so positive about everything, and he's when I tell him about this co working space because he's been in the building industry all his life and that mm. as well. When I tell him about this co working space, when I tell him that you know I do creative side as well, we do pottery and everything that in here, and I, and I get into that. It um he he's so proud of me. And I can feel it in his voice. He's mm. like he's in Newcastle, and I can feel it in his voice. Not just hear it; you can you can actually feel it. He's so proud of me, and and that encouragement just wants me to you know, keep on going and move forward and do more. Mm. It's amazing. Like and I, I would, I can even like relate to that. Like my dad, he, um, you know, I wouldn't say like he's in building and he's in construction. He builds the old colonials, like Colonial Building Company. He's got yeah. um, the big Queenslanders and stuff, and. You know, he's branching out and doing building new houses and type of things. Um, but he, you know, he wouldn't, I wouldn't say understands like a lot of the you know, study that I've done. Like, and that's, you know, well, I haven't really sat down and kind of told him about it either. But when he can see like my weekly email or he can listen to a podcast, he can feel the enthusiasm through the phone. Yeah. He's like, this is fantastic. Yeah. What's this about? I'm like, Dad, everyone's got, you know, weekly email series. And he's like, what? No, this is sick. Like, keep doing it. Send it to me. And like, I sent it's it on awesome. a, Yeah, I sent it on a Monday. And he was like, you know, send one tomorrow as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not how it works. But like, he, and he shows everyone and stuff. And like that support, you yes. know, from, and not just because he's your parent, because he, he thinks it's cool. And it's yeah, like, oh, that's, that's right. That's cool, yeah. you know, to have that relationship. So yeah. that's cool. I like that. And you, you, like you said, like being here, like you must learn a lot. All the time, and like you, you know, there's a million different people who could w- walk through the door and the things they're doing. So, and, and are you enjoying that aspect about? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, especially especially when we uh, when we get people that uh, do self awareness, like uh, the first the first couple of workshops about that, I attended them, and it doesn't start sinking in until you you find that you put uh, a little bit in practice and you get a, a, a huge reward from that little bit of practice like being aware of your choices and taking responsibility of where you are and everything like that. It, it is really enlightening, really, and I'm so lucky to have uh, people. like Even one of the members is a uh, Dan Awareful, he's got. Dan Dan Ireland's his name, and he he has a, a, a meditation workshop, mindfulness. He teaches emotional intelligence, and uh, he's looking at uh, doing a course with us as well, like bringing in the mate shop and the guys from the mate shop and doing doing a men's health course, and some of the some of the things you learn from his, just the few little things that he says 
that you put into practice to be able to to be self-aware or just take a moment and react differently to what what happens in certain situations it's fucking fantastic that yeah they give you those little tools in life that check that can change your life yeah and if you sit there for an hour and you only take one thing out but then you implement it like it's it, that implementation that takes you the further takes you further yeah, it's, it's like, the next step yeah. yeah like you can read a million stuff and learn yeah. about a million things but if you don't do anything with it yeah. you're not going to you know get that enlightenment or that yeah. um, realization that you're talking about and it's huge you know when you can have control over your own mind and realize your own thoughts you're like oh I can I can choose to do this. It's not like I'm not doing this because I have to or because I need to. I yeah. I have an embedded choice that I can do anything. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's very powerful. Oh yeah, I love all that type of stuff. It's huge. Like sometimes you get you can get too deep and you go, oh shit. <laughs> 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 Uh, and so, you know, you go. What were you going to say? Oh yeah, just just having that little bit of power in your own life. Just yeah. Makes makes it so much fulfilling and fulfillment's mm-hmm. a really good word it's a good it's yeah. a good way to to describe you know the way that you feel when those things happen that's yeah. that's amazing and so who who would be someone that you know you didn't think you'd ever meet who's walked through the door here oh probably yeah the, the guy i was just talking about How's, yeah that's karma yeah <laughs> dan island yeah yeah he's uh he's gone through uh Gone through some issues when he was younger and that as well. So he's he's pulled through that and then he's uh, studied Buddhism. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's uh, he, he does meditations and and his uh, mental, men's mental health and things like that. So ha- having him on board, having to be able to be, be sociable with people like that, that, you know, it's – he's one of the guys that uh, – I, I feel like I've um, got really close to mm. at the moment, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's great to be able to communicate with people like that and and take a little bit of their knowledge. And he he's he's saying that uh, he's taken a lot of it out of the mate shop about being positive and his positivity, and he's gonna yeah do do a a, co- a collab with us and and do this workshop. Together, so. that's awesome. Yeah, and you, you're like you, you know, learning things from from anyone and anything. Like it's, and for someone who, you know, would assume is walking around so self aware, mm. and so you know, at peace, to do still be learning stuff. Oh, yeah. of anyone is is amazing. So, yeah. like, not everyone's, um, like, there's never a pinnacle. Like, you know, there's not a peak. You're just going to keep going and going. Yeah, that's right. Get, yeah, constantly higher. learning. That, yeah, that, that's the journey of life. Yeah, getting higher and higher, getting better and better. And you're yeah. like, sometimes people look too far in the head and they want to go, I just want to, you know, I want to be the Gandalf or I want to be the Dumbledore. And you're like, man, just like, <laughs> just hang out and wait till you get there. You'll get there. Yeah. Like, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. So put, put in the work. Yeah. And no, and no plan, plan out how to get there kind of thing. And yeah. 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 Planning's huge. You know, prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my uh, stepmom, Donna, her, her, her dad says that. The six P's, and I'm like, I'm going to put that in place. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love and it. then and then Matt Fraser, he's like the CrossFit champion, and he talks about hard work pays off. Mm. And it's it's interesting, like you know, people don't see the work that you do when they're not around, mm-hmm. um, and it does pay off, like hard work. And like you don't at the time, you're just hitting little small tasks here and there, 
then it pays off in the, in the big payout on the when you get to the top of the podium or when you when you build the co-working space or when yeah or when you feel fulfilled yeah or when you even launch a podcast you know yeah hundred percent like, yeah it's yeah. like bang tick the list it's off how good we're up <laughs> we're up and running we got mics we got spinning boards we got yeah. everything we're having fun yeah exactly having a laugh yeah. on a Thursday night like no master chef here. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Lamarna Lane, is that, is that how you say it? Lamarna yeah. Lane? Lamarna Lane, Miami. Full, yeah, full of surprises. Like, we've got a gin bar, we've got Hotel Miami next door, we've got you guys here. Like, just it's such a strong presence of community. And that's what really, you know, I really love that you can talk about that and, and how, like you said, it's ever evolving. You know, you gotta, you'd have residents and you'd have people come in and out and things like that. Yeah. Um, have you had people who, would you say don't thrive in this environment who have come in and gave it, given it a try? Like I would, I would say yeah. no to that, yeah. Yeah, 100%. No, that's a no. It's like the whole street, um, the the guy that was here previously had had issues and said, oh, you know, you've you got you to watch out for this guy, you got to watch out for that guy and everything else. And then when, when you get to know all the people that are here, there, there are no issues really with um, like neighbourly neighbourly shit fights or whatever. It's just, yeah, yeah. yeah th- there's none of that here. It's uh, Everyone's just trying to uh, just do their own thing. Yeah. And be happy. And there's a there's a new gallery opening up across the, across the road as well. And, yeah, it is really a community, community base now. We refer people to, uh, there's craft parlour down the road. People, people that are looking for... Uh, there's another bar that's just opened behind Craft Parlour as well, and pe- people that are looking for all those kinds of things, that's we we send them there. They'll send other people up to here if they're looking mm. for a, somewhere to work and stuff like that. We're we're all um, yeah, helping each other out. We're all aware of what each other does as well. It's not like we don't know what they do, mm. kind of thing. So everybody does help everybody else out, and as soon as there's something that uh, we think next next doors can be better at. We'll refer them to them because why, why? Why not? Yeah, why? Why put in the? It's not like why about putting in the effort to help them out. Like you'd want to help out everyone and giving them, putting them onto a more reliable and you know mm. better skilled environment. Yeah. Like someone next door for the media type of stuff. That's right. Yeah. It's like sweet. Yeah, no worries. You know, yeah, that's the boy. We know the boys. So like yeah. Send them next door. Yeah. Obviously, like you're not you're not feeling too good. Go to gym next door on the other side. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Send you either direction. You know, work or play. Like, <laughs> And so how do you go living at work? You know, like that's a bit of, people know, but it's a bit on the hush in terms of payments, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, don't tell ScoMo. Yeah, like a lot of recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> you're still working from home, so you, you're, you're obeying the rules. Yeah, 100%. But a lot of recommendations are out there to say, you know, have a bit more of a, a, a diversion from your workspace to your living space. And I know like, you know, visiting in, inside up there, obviously you've got your desk and things. But then, obviously, you have everything out here, which you know, kind of involved in quite heavily. How do you feel about having those places in in one? Oh, it's um, we've created a pretty cool environment here, and I know I know you've walked around and enjoyed it, and a lot of the other people enjoy it. Well, guess what? I enjoy it too, man. Yeah. And when I shut the doors and walk around by myself, I take my time when I'm locking up. I don't worry about like rushing around to get to bed or anything like that. I take my time. I might sit down and have another cup of tea and walk around the space and go, fuck, man, I've created this. And there's so much, so much fulfillment in that. 
to say that I, I've created a space that is so fulfilling for everybody that comes into it and especially like uh, the effort that we put in with, like with my business partner. She does exactly the same thing too. She When she she ends up here after hours after work by herself, she goes, geez, it's a nice place. It's like, yes, I know. It's like <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we did it, man. That's sick. I love that. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to not go to bed and not feel happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. And like, like you said, you're not paying for water or coffee. Or <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, that's and I get free printing. Yeah. Great Wi Fi. Yeah. That's, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Soundproof podcast room. Well, I was just about to say that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to sit in a soundproof room and have a chat with beautiful people. Yeah. That's it. That's a, that's a good word as well. You know, a lot of people don't throw that around. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a nice yeah. word. I yeah. like that. That's it's good. amazing. Yeah. It is a beautiful room as well. And yeah. Steve, you are a beautiful person. Oh, thanks, man. No, you are. It's good. And <laughs> cool. I've read it on the wall in there as well, you know. Stay yeah. beautiful, brother, is what it says. It's good. <laughs> That's it's awesome. awesome. It's really good. And <laughs> we just did yeah, it again. Again, we did it on, <laughs> on this one or the other one. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking now it's, it's for a while. It's, it's been good. It's sinking. Yeah. I'll stay here all night. A couple of weeks of episodes going. Uh, we've only got 22 hours left on the space. On the space and before he pulls yeah, before it off. Yeah, before we have to change the card, so... We've only got 22 hours left to keep going. <laughs> Can we order some coffees, please? <laughs> Uber Eats coming in. Like, Now, you build a lot of things, Steve. Like, where, So those skills would have came from, you know, your previous work and carpentry and building. And yep. what, what, Obviously, you still enjoy doing those type of oh, you know, fuck yeah. tasks now, getting hands-on yes. stuff. Like, I don't have any of those, uh, I guess, skills. Like, I would, you know, if I was ever going to go into a trade, I've all about, always thought about doing painting just because, you know, clo- it's calm. Peaceful, but it's still yeah. a big fucking job, like mm. painting a high rise or something. Yeah, um, I think these skills are really like essentials to what people need, you know, to be able to put something together. And I don't really, like I said, have those handyman skills. Like, so what do you, what do you enjoy doing with them now that you know, that you have them? Like, obviously you you know build houses and things like that, which is you know provides dollars back in the day. But now, what have you learnt having those skills, or what can you produce with them? Well, yeah, I've. Because I've been in the building industry, I've used my hands a lot being a tradesman. And then with my other business, I'm a building certifier, which is regulatory, which is sitting on a laptop all day. And what I have noticed is that, like, because now I've I've come back to do the fit out for this co-working space, that using your hands, you're using a different part of your brain. You, excuse me. You're right. Yeah. Using a different part of your brain that you go into a zone that... Uh, it, it's more, it, it's just totally satisfying to be able to create something when you use your hands, you make it yourself and you sit back and say, oh, wow, you know, I've got something, this this table made from flooring. It's so cool. Yeah, it is so cool. And yeah. like making something out of nothing, Yeah, you know, it wasn't there before yeah, and now it pieces. is. Yeah. You know, like it was physically not together or physically wasn't even here at all. Yeah. Like the transformation of things is yeah, really cool right. to see. And using secondhand materials and and also uh, do the pottery as well. And that, that's that's next level again too, using your hands to create art and, uh, yeah, relaxing, using a different part of your brain. When you, when you switch, you've been on your laptop all day and then you start doing the pottery, you, go, you just go into this zone that is like a happy place. Mm. You forget about all the stresses of work, you forget about all that and you're using your hands and concentrating and it's it's pushing pushing your thoughts 
through your hands to create something. And it, it makes, uh, yeah, it, it really does make you feel good. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good outlook on that. It's amazing. And, I, and like using the hands, like you said, it's a whole different, I think it's really beneficial. Like I actually pulled out a coloring book and started coloring like another, yeah. another week ago just to get something different. Like, cause the way, like obviously computers are super helpful, super useful, like to get things done. Mm. Correct. But using your hands to do something like even I miss just kicking the footy or like doing yeah. being outside and doing yeah. kid stuff or like painting or, you know, making a paper mache, whatever it is. You know, I'm not, not going to build a house, but like well, at the moment, but using, like you said, it's a whole different part of your brain. And when you think about it, like computers and everything that's on there and the internet, like you can't touch it. It's not real. Yeah, it's it doesn't not, feel real. Like it's, you're not using. It's not physical. Yeah, yeah it's not physical. What I have found is that a lot of people that um, have come into the co-working space, the ones that use a pen and paper mm. that write things down are, uh, are so much into their work and, and so much more satisfied with what they're achieving. And I think that connection and what they say is writers that use pens, pen and paper as well. You've got that physical touch from your brain directly to the pen, directly on the paper, and you can see that physical transformation. Mm. Whereas a key a keypad is just a a punching machine kind of thing. You're just yeah. using a machine, which is just repetitive or keying in things. You you don't really. It's not your creation. Those letters aren't your creation. Yeah, you're just exactly. p- pressing a button and that creates the image. Yeah. Whereas you know your your own handwriting is your own handwriting. That's yours, man. Mm. No, no one, or very few people, can yeah. <laughs> a good forger or something. Yeah. But yeah, your handwriting is your handwriting. That's yours. That's your like your fingerprint as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I really like that outlook as well. Yeah, that's, and that connection with you. I'm actually holding a pen while I'm talking. So yeah, I should put that down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good though. Like, and you know, I used to really write write stories and stuff when I was a kid, and you know, do drawings and stuff on the weekend. And the teacher would say, like, Nathan, your your handwriting's so messy. And then he, I said, oh, well, why do you think that is? And she goes, because oh, you're thinking too fast. Like, you, you can't get it all down. Like yeah. you, and you just want to keep writing and keep going. And I still use a notepad and pen and a diary now, you know, to get my thoughts down or to decide what I want to do for the day. Like, I don't have to-do lists. And do you think it's more effective when, you, when you're doing that? Oh, a huge oh, amount. The huge only hard amount. thing is, like, computers are good to go back. Like, you can, you can find something. Like if you've written something on a bit of paper somewhere, <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. Like, is that in the trash? Or like, is that, you know, under the other notes? Or is that on page one? Or is it like... like what it's date a, was that? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot harder to find, yeah. um, which is like a skill like a, a skill to know where things yeah. are in your but own book. Personally, I think it sinks, in, sinks into your memory a lot better oh, yeah, when you better. actually physically write it down with a pen and paper yeah well i used to write all my university notes like they would put the whole thing up on the internet and i'd go sit there and listen and wouldn't write a thing and then i'd go like i'd write what they said mm. and then when i go home i'd still rewrite the entire slides like a hundred slides more yeah to get it into my brain like, yeah. so that's how i would learn it you know yeah, that's fantastic yeah. See, that's a bit of information that's a little tool that everybody could use isn't it yeah like rote learning yeah like, it's how people learn math problems it's how people yeah um learn speeches because they write it and they reread it and yeah, yeah so yeah. but like the like you said it's like the transfer of energy from your brain to your hands to then yeah. do like a task yeah. even like making a coffee is so much better than like i just have a plunger but i really enjoy that process that yes. 10 minutes of putting the beans in and putting the coffee in and the water mm. rather than just paying five bucks and waiting yes like such a different even making a couple of tea like that's right know. yeah celebrating the little things in life it's 
Yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And it's my birthday next week and I can't wait. I think I'm going to get either from someone or I'm going to get it myself like a little Italian hot press and oh, I'm going to do that on the stove. Like, yes. Like, like enjoy the process. Like that's a morning ritual. You know, yeah, yeah the rituals help. And a little ceremony. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah, soothes you, your thoughts. Get the day going. Yeah. yeah it's good. Yeah. Were you going to say something? No, no. Soothe your thoughts. Yeah, no, it's I, good. I can't say it properly. Soothe. Soothe your thoughts. Soothe your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good way to think. And I do that I do, do that every morning. I um I read a book called Miracle Morning. And it's about like having a morning routine. Mm. And so I try to stick to that as much as I can Monday to Friday. Um, ten minutes of meditation, ten minutes of visualization and like repeating your goals to yourself. T- uh, I do about twenty minutes of stretching. Um, same stretches, just very static just to because I don't stretch after exercise because it's can't be bothered. I'd rather just want to get a shower or yeah. leave the gym. <laughs> and then I do 10 minutes of uh, uh, five minutes of writing in a journal and then 10 minutes of reading. And that takes about an hour. And like that little, uh, you look forward to it. You look forward to your ceremony, to your ritual. Yeah, it's, like, try yeah. it's like singing a song after winning a football game. Like you look forward to that ritual. So it helps you out. It's a good, it's a good book. It's good. Um, so with those skills, like obviously building this entire place, it's like it's amazing. It's all come from your two hands. It's so cool to see. Yeah. I love it. All the ideas came from my business partner, Candice Olivier. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she I'm, not, I'm not really the brains behind everything. So, but yeah. I can imagine it now because I've, I've met Candice, guys, and I can see her like standing there with her hands like, put this there and that there. Yeah. And, Is that right? How it all kind of went? And yeah, like, that's oh, right. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, no worries at all. I'm but, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I usually allow to build things twice. Yeah. So I'll put it up there and you go, oh, might change this. Might yeah, change well, no I'll problem at all. Yeah. Because I know how to fix it. Yeah. Hammering nails. Yeah, no. That's good. Uh, it, it's great to be able to work with someone like that. And Yeah. Uh, uh, like she, she's, um, she really puts 100% into everything. So that's why the design and everything works. We've used every square millimetre of this block. Oh, because wow. yeah. because thought has gone into every square millimeter, you know what I mean. Yeah, every like you can't build a wall and knock it back down. You're like, well, you guys have used your brains to try and fit yeah. it out perfectly first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. A lot of thought, a lot of thought and planning goes into using up all the spaces, and then oh yeah, a bit of discussion and like like that's like what I said. You know, I see a different room every time I'm bloody here. Yeah. it's like where'd that come from? It's like, oh, it's already been there, mate. You just open your eyes, you know. <laughs> That's a question I did. I kind of I didn't actually put down, but I'd like to ask: like, how do you find working in a team? Like, I, I mentioned like to you tonight that I don't don't really like sharing my ideas, or I have a uh, like a difficulty giving like responsibility to others. How, how like cause it sounds like you know, obviously a building house is a team effort, but like you said, you were working as a um, like a building inspector basically, and then also um, like doing construction on the computer yourself at home. And that's like quite individual tasks. So how have you found like the transition to, you know, working with someone? Yeah, it's difficult sometimes. As soon as as soon as there's more than three people involved, you get a lot of different you get a lot of different um mm. answers or solutions kind of thing to do it. But I think as as long as everybody has the same uh how would you say it? As long as they've got all got the same idea, there's someone else and there's someone in charge that can actually like make decisions, mm. then 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 it works okay. That's fine. But if there's um, like strong personalities 
where they're going in t- totally different directions, mm. then that's not going to work. But yeah. you, you need someone that can get all the ideas together because everyone, everyone wants to do the input and then you can throw it all around, throw it in a mixer, pour it out, but someone has to finish it off. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Mm. So someone like pottery. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so s- someone has to make a decision. Otherwise, you know, it'll just keep rolling around in the mixer and it just keep rolling around with, with nothing coming out. Yeah. So I like that analogy. That's good. Yeah. It, it is good to work with a, a lot of people and get a lot of ideas, great brainstorming, and you get, you get all that diversity, but you still need someone to be able to go, right, yes, we've, we're running with this one mm. and, and, po- and point the direction to get that. And how do you find, uh, like, making decisions? Do you... No. Personally, yeah, that's what I get paid for. <laughs> that's yeah. all my other businesses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the paperwork I issue is called a decision notice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my approval is a building approval. So my, it, it's Your called... Your word it, goes, yeah. Yeah, it's my decision. Stephen Gospel. <laughs> so, yeah, make, making decisions in that sense is, is fine. Mm. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to be able to have the confidence to do that because you have to make a decision. That's right. Like, it's like, oh... Like me and you know me and Abby, my girlfriend, we we decide. We usually lay like five or six different options down before we do something, and it's like shit. We need to just make one. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, I've written in my diary this year. It's like, well, but get better at just making a decision, living with it, and then see what happens. Yep. If it was the wrong one, then you'll learn. Yep. And then like, if it's the right one, yeah, good. Yeah, there's yeah. No, no such thing as a wrong decision. No, it's just a deci- a, it's just a decision. Yeah, it's just yeah. a tick to say right. No, we made that decision. Yeah, we we can change it and do it better next time by doing this. Yeah, yeah. and that's what learning is like. That's and, the, right. and, and even that's you learn, and yeah, hundred percent. That's <laughs> it's a huge thing. Like, and the like the reality of it is, if you pick A over B, not everyone's going to want you to pick A. There's going to be you're going to piss off a few people. You're going to make people upset, and you're also going to please people who wanted A as well. And there's always going to be that. There's not just one decision to make. There's always going to be like, oh, should like the before. Steve asked, "Do you want tea?" I'm like, "There's only yes or no." Like I can't. And if I say no, or if I say yes, it's up to me. It's a decision that has to be made. And he's either going to be pissed off because I said no, or he's going to be like, "Yeah, have a tea with us. How good?" Like, <laughs> and That's you can apply that. To, you, yeah, you, you, like can, that. you can apply that to anything. It's like, a, yep. oh well, I really need to get into that lane. When you're driving, oh, it's probably a bit close to that person. That'll probably piss them off. But it's my decision. I either c- continue in this lane and get in the wrong suburb or I go into this lane and piss this person off mm. because it's my decision to do that. So you have A or B. Yeah. Yeah, life, life's like the M1, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dickheads everywhere. <laughs> Dickheads everywhere. You're even going flat out or you're stopped. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's like, well, that's the thing, you know. And, and you've got to make decisions. You've got to change lanes. Move around, yeah, and you and you you got to deal with other people's decisions as well as you're driving along. If they change lanes, and you exactly. got to deal with them. I used to have road rage all the time too. Yeah. Now, but now I can accept their decision and just say, okay, well, yeah, I, I I can change my direction now to to suit your decision and move around and yeah. not worry about it. Respond, anymore. not react. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. And even like you can take that the analogy with the M1 further. Like even the whole world was going two hundred miles an hour. In a hundred zone, yep. And then you know, coronavirus, and it's like bang, flat. Yep. Everyone's crashed. 
yeah. what ha- what happens now? We got to clean the road up and start again. It's like, oh shit, yeah. this is a bit weird, but yeah, we learn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, do you have any yeah. ventures or side projects at the moment that you're doing, like outside of Karma, or like obviously you got your you know your other side of business of business approval, uh, building approvals, and you got the mate shop and Karma. Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got an old car talking about recycling and upcycling. Mm. I've got a 1964 C10 panel van. It, it uh, used to be a pickup, and then they made them into panel vans. There's not that many of them around, actually. Mm. So my next project is to to fit that out, so I can throw in a seat. I can sit in it. It's big enough for a Greek family, actually. So <laughs> I might put it on Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm going to fit fit the back of it out, so I can go on road trips and go go picking and. See, see if I can find anything on old farms and upcycle it. And that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've so always wanted to have the van lifestyle. It's a good thing. I think. I think it yeah. looks like it's something I'd like to experience. You know. Yeah. yeah. Having that, just you and like you know, on the road. Yeah. In your bed. Yeah. Like old mate who's down here with the dog and stuff. Just yeah. Him, just him right. and the dog. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's cool. And so, how'd you come across that? Did you? Is it recent purchase or? Yeah, oh, it's fairly recent. Yeah, I I promised myself I wasn't going to buy a project. <laughs> but I bought that with my heart. Yeah, good. <laughs> I, I saw it and found it and just took it for a drive and went, oh, yeah, okay, oh, I love this. And everybody else that sees it loves it as well. You're driving along the road and people are waving and smiling. It's, it's so that. cool. Yeah. Getting that re- getting that response from others, you know, it's good. Yeah. Like, And that's the funny thing that I've, I've spoken about this before on the podcast. Like I've – my friend Nikki, she's got a – she's a tiny little, you know, 55-kilo girl and blonde and – she rides Harleys, like proper big ass bikes, like, and I, she's like, "Oh, do you want to go for a ride?" So I jumped on the back of her bike. Oh wow! And I'm like hanging off the back, and we're going 100 on Bermuda Street, and like we got the big <laughs> engine going, and like everyone, you know, everyone goes, "Oh, dickhead with the big engine," and it's honestly the best feeling being on that bike and just being having fun. Yeah, being the loudest on the road. I'm not worried about what you think, and like the nine out of ten people give you the dirty, then the one guy's just like, "Yeah." <laughs> like and that's about having fun, you know. That was a decision yeah. that we made, and it was great, you know. Yeah. And I felt like I had a ten thousand coffees when I got off. I was like, "Dad, I'm buying a bike. Let's go." <laughs> like that was <laughs> that wasn't a hard decision. That was more of a like intense, like oh adrenaline God. decision. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to see that you're still making decisions, you know, with the heart. Though. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. another one like that. That's good, yeah, and, and it will fulfill you, you know. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, that's it's awesome. so much fun. What's up in your world, like besides, you know? coronavirus and you know obviously uh, you mentioned like side projects but is there anything that's coming up recent or you know has been going on or what's happening in the future yeah i just say uh, yeah i did have plans to go overseas this year that's all uh it's all not valid anymore so i've um mm. yeah I'm, I'm gonna push the, push the van fit out so that i can i've got a mate my best mate he was best man at my wedding is uh, you just moved over to Western Australia? Oh wow! So I want to do the Ocean Road and east to west. Kind of, yeah, do that. See if the L van makes it. Yeah, cool. If not, fix it up and make sure it does. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. It's a great idea. Where yeah. were you going to travel to before that? Oh, I was going to go overseas to Europe. One of my friends has got a uh, another house that he owns in Croatia, mm. in a little village where, oh, no, wow. where no one speaks English. <laughs> I was really looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, sounds like a dream, yeah. <laughs> ah, like get into the culture and just yeah, yeah. lose yourself kind of thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I was looking forward to that, but uh, yeah. No, that's, that's you know, it's 
Croatia is going to still be there, you know. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, the house is still going to be there, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had a few friends, uh, girlfriends of mine, uh, Alice and Tilly, and they they both uh, jumped in a van and drove to Western Australia, and they loved it. Mm. They just left it there and came flew back. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but they were, they were gone for like six months. Like, they had a ball. Yeah. And they met some friends in Melbourne, and then they went to like the Pink Lake and WA and stuff. And, yeah, it's a great – it's a great um, – drive i think that from my other friends that have also been done some vanning they just gotta go in summer because like the the shitty old fit out of the van like obviously you do it up but like it's they're so cold when you sleep in it in yeah, winter, nighttime yeah in melbourne and stuff they yeah. were like we did a winter trip and like we couldn't surf because it was too cold and like it was so cold at night when you're on the road like because you just even like body heat's got nothing on it yeah, on the coolness. I don't even got air conditioning in it. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> it's yeah. Vents, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, nah, it sounds like a great trip though. It'd be, it'd yeah. be awesome. And uh, just the the last question that I always ask uh, each listener, Steve, and it catches people by surprise. What's an ideal day for Steve Morley? So, basically, this question you have, you know, no holds barred. So, my friend Aaron in the first episode, he was surfing in the morning and then skiing in the afternoon. And, you know, we had, he had like a barbecue and he picked out some food that he wanted to eat. And so what what would an ideal day be for you? Uh, an ideal day for Steve is, yeah, go for a swim in the ocean or go for a surf in the morning, 100%. Have my ritual coffee and celebrate that coffee. Celebrate every minute of it. Celebrate every minute of swimming in the ocean. Uh, what else? Then I'd... I'd love to build something, make something, fix something. Believe it or not, <laughs> get my tools out. Yeah, <laughs> and then have enough time to yeah sit sit back and uh, do some art, creative work, listening because you because you're using your hands, you can listen to music while you you're doing the pottery or glazing the pottery. You're, you're using paintbrushes and colours and stuff like that, so you you get super creative in that. And yeah, spend the rest of the day doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. And anything, any special meals go down? No, not really. Yeah. I've, I like, um, I like Italian food. Yeah. And Italians make really good vegetarian food. Yeah. It's amazing, non-stop. Yeah, we were talking about that too, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Italian, Italian vegetarian food or seafood. I still eat seafood, so I like pescatarian. Mm. But um, yeah, I still, still love seafood. And uh, Italian seafood. <laughs> yeah, the Mediterranean diet, you're all yeah. over it. That's awesome. Yeah. Live forever with that type of stuff. Yeah. That sounds like an uh, awesome day. And I think um, I really resonate with you, you know, enjoying the, every minute of your coffee and being in the ocean. Like, I love swimming. Like, I just live just up the hill in Burley. And it's something that, like, my friends just call me a fish. They're just like, what are you doing? Like, you're frolicking around like a child. And I'm like, what it's... I know, I know what I can do. Like I can feel myself in the ocean. Like mm. some people I know, uh, you know, not as experienced in the ocean and they're kind of scared and, and they don't know what to do and how to react to the waves. And it's, it's a really special connection to have that, to know like when you dive under a wave, what you're going to feel, what you're going to do or what, how to catch a wave, things like that. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm still learning. I'm, I'm only learning to surf at the mm. moment and I've, I've been going to, Swim, swim in the ocean every yeah. morning. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't surf, but I, I know that the, I, like this, I swim as well. Like in, t- in terms of what, what you would do, you know, frolic in the ocean and have a swim. It's amazing. Like, yeah. And awesome. you know, 
you're on your feet and you know, <laughs> you're not out too far. Yeah. You're not near the sharks. It's good. <laughs> Fantastic. That's awesome. Well, thanks again for having us on this. Like, I have to tell you guys, we're this. I've got a photo of it on my phone. It's this a, a Rodcaster Pro setup. Looks like we're on the Joe Rogan podcast. It's uh, it's huge. It's a, it's an amazing little thing, and I'm gonna have to um, put some dollars away to invest because this has been an unrivaled experience on a podcast. So yeah, yeah thanks again. Thanks, Steve. man. No, That's it's great. It's awesome, and yeah. I'm I'm happy to be here. And hopefully, I can have you at my co-working space in the next ten years. And yes, I'll be there. Yeah, Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have a big mate shop party. There'll be thousands of members by then. Yeah, It'll be good. <laughs> So thanks again, Steve. I appreciate it. I really loved it, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Nathan. Okay, good. Cheers. Too easy. To finish off, as always, thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it as this is a passion of mine. Don't forget to leave a review. It helps other people find the show. And please share this episode on your social media or tell a friend to continue spreading the message of cooking goals. You can sign up to our weekly email by clicking the link in the description of this episode and follow our Instagram at The Cooks Community. We are also available on Facebook. Until next time, remember to breathe.